Uh, many of you know that we have some representatives from Asian Children's Mission. You can see they've got a booth set up over there with some of their information, so please stop by afterwards and, and chat with them, get some more information on how you can pray for them and support them. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but we wanted to give them some time, kind of between dismissing the kids and before a, a little shortened sermon, that they can come and show us what they're all about and invite you along on the journey. So let's have them up, and they'll kind of pass the, um, pass the microphone around between each other. And like I said, might have to just cue you for, <laughs> for the slides. So here you go. Awesome. I don't know why that's not working. Of course it's not. That's okay. I can cue, right? All right. All right. I won't let you fall off. I'm going to hand this over to you in just a second. But Jay Zuba, that means thank you. Thank you for having us here. Good morning. I brought my notes because I forgot half of it in Sunday school. Um, I'm here to introduce Asian Children's Mission. I've been involved with them since about 2009 when, um, if you can change the slide, Joanna Jones began, go ahead, ahead a little bit. Yeah, another one. Where's, are they on there? Uh, so, yeah, it was, the, it was the slide before that listed all the board members. No, with Mary's picture. Oh, um, I don't know. Well, maybe you won't get to see her. Anyway, oh, okay. That was in, that was in the Sunday we don't, school presentation. We, we do everything by Zoom, so <laughs> things have changed since I knew about it. Anyway, um, I, was in, I became involved in Asian Children's Mission in 2009 when Joanna Jones, that used to live south of here, introduced me to a little girl named Mary Na. Mary is now about 21. She was around age eight at that time. Don't know exact ages because, you know, she was probably abandoned by her family. We don't know the whole story. But Mary now is taking sewing classes, and hopefully that'll be something she'll use as a career as she grows older. Um, I'm here also to tell you how Tulip Street has been involved with Asian Children's Mission. Um, back in 2009, I had the church collect over-the-counter medicines and vitamins, and Joanna took them to Asian Children's Mission, or to Myanmar. And then um, we also supported Joanna and the mission when she opened the Joshua School for Handicapped Children. Tulip Street was fundamental in helping with that project. Uh, Joanna and Miriam, one of the uh, ladies in staff on staff in Myanmar, came here one night and did a presentation. And just recently, we have uh, sent money over to them to help feed those children that are in Joshua School. So we've had a lot of ties with Asian Children's Mission through the years. You just don't always hear about it, you know, on a real regular basis. But that's why we're here this morning to fill you in a little more about that. Also, there's a notebook on the back. If you'd like to receive our monthly newsletter, put your name and your email address on there, and we send them electronically if we can. So um, if you need a paper copy, you can put your address down. But I'll pass it on to you. Awesome. Thank you, Dawn. <clears throat> so can you hear me okay? Is this all right? All right. This is uh, Jim Porteous. Uh, he's another board member. I'm Todd Anderson. 
Uh, there are two other uh, members of the board that are not here. Uh, they were on the previous slide. Um, our president is Kathy DiPietro. She is from Denver, Colorado. Uh, Jim and I are from Indiana. Um, and then Sandar um, is, uh, here we go. Sandar um, is uh, from Asheville, North Carolina. Sandar is actually Burmese. She came over uh, with her parents. They were seeking asylum from the country of Myanmar. Um, she um, has since gone to uh, Indiana University as well as Purdue University and is um, now an engineer. Um, but she's very instrumental uh, being a board member. Um, she um, remembers Burmese very well, and uh, she is on many conference calls that we have um, in, in country. Go ahead, next slide. Okay, I just kind of want to, uh, is, is, is anybody familiar with Myanmar? Formerly known as the British Empire as Burma? No? Okay. So Myanmar, get my little pointer on if it's going to work. So Myanmar, um, it's bordered here by China. Um, it uh, also has the neighbor of uh, Thailand, uh, Cambodia, Laos. Over here we have uh, a portion, so here's India, the, the main body of India. But India also uh, snakes up over the Indian Ocean and has a little bit of border here with Myanmar, as well as Bhutan and uh, Tibet. Right here is the Himalaya Mountains. So uh, this would be Mount Everest, okay? So does that give you an idea of, of what we're talking about? I have been in Myanmar uh, four different times. My first time was in 2012. Uh, Jim has been with me on uh, a mission trip uh, there as well. Um, we would love to take Dawn, wherever Dawn is done. We'd love to take her for her first time. And then Kathy um, and Sandar, of course, have been uh, to, to Myanmar. Um, so I, I want to give you an idea, um, pointing here first to the next slide. All these little dots represent some sort of uh, footprint where Asian Children's Mission is at. Uh, we have some sort of um, uh, preschool or children's home uh, or an IDP camp uh, that we support and that we try to get resources to. To give you the uh, idea of the size of, me, uh, of Myanmar, this is Toronto, Canada, and the tail end of Myanmar stretches all the way down past Miami. Pretty big, and it also stretches uh, from, you know, mid-Indiana, if you will, all the way over to uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, again, we have a footprint all over uh, the country of Myanmar. Next slide. So um, we have um, core pillars uh, that we try to um, support with MEMR. One of them is education. Um, we have preschools, again, all the way from Putao uh, down to the uh, Yangon, the capital city, uh, uh, and around the Mobi area. Um, this is um, uh, the preschool. I believe this is in uh, Mandalay, uh, which is uh, mid-country. We support uh, preschools, and again, everywhere that we have a footprint, we are also preaching the gospel. So whenever I mention a core pillar, please know that the gospel is alongside of that. So again, we are reaching the children uh, in the preschool areas. We're teaching them the gospel. A lot of times they go back and they sing songs, uh, Christian children's songs, uh, to their parents. Um, and their parents, um, especially down in the Delta region, uh, in that region where there's a people's group that had no idea what medley was, like a medley, right? Like when we sing a song, they, all, they only knew a Buddhist chants. So they were mesmerized by the kids coming back home and singing these songs, and they were intrigued by that. So a lot of um, uh, families were won over to Christ uh, because they started then attending these children's programs uh, where the gospel was preached. Next slide. 
So uh, this is our, uh, our children's home. These kids, uh, there's been a lot of turnover since uh, a Hope was originally formed, but uh, Hope was originally formed because of Cyclone Nargis. That was a huge cyclone that hit and devastated and killed tens of thousands of people down in the Delta region where I visited, where I told you um, that the, the kids were going home singing medley songs to their to their parents. Um, they, they went without parents um, and until they were kind of gathered up, if you will, uh, and provided uh, uh, places to go. There are numerous, numerous children's homes throughout the country. Uh, this is the one that we are heavily involved in and support. Uh, this is Hope. Uh, the director is Josiah and his wife Phoebe and their children. So that right now we have 52 kids. Again, I'm talking about, um, so this is another core pillar is children's homes. But uh, I wanted to mention private schools. These kids go to private school because without private school, we'd have to tutor them because they are not able to grasp and understand what is being taught in the public school. Um, they are um, taught to recite, memorize and recite in English, and they have no idea what they're learning. So we were having to, to tutor them on the side, paying uh, uh, quite a bit of money to do so. So it, was, it just made more sense to send them to a, a well-established private school, and that's what we're doing here. Next slide. So this is, our, uh, this is where you came in. So you have provided funding for our developmentally disabled uh, school. This is uh, very, very rare in Myanmar. There's only one other, uh, the um, Eden School uh, down in Yangon. Uh, that is a, a government-ran um, developmentally disabled uh, school. This is up further north in Mandalay. We have, uh, now we have 15 kids. We have three, uh, three teachers. They are specially trained uh, to be de developmentally uh, disabled teachers. Um, they went down actually to the Eden School and, and received their training, and they have two assistants. We have five, five people for 15 kids, and if you can imagine these little scramblers going everywhere, right? So it's a lot to take care of them and wrangle them. Um, but they do come. They live at home. They come here uh, for schooling and for special education, uh, but we do feed them. We probably provide them with uh, the most nutritious meal that they're going to get uh, throughout the day. So next slide. Uh, this, is one, this is actually the director of Joshua School. Her name is uh, Nang Ram, and this is uh, Meng Meng. Uh, this was back in uh, 2019 that we took this picture. And she's just learning hand motor skills and putting together a puzzle. Next slide. So another uh, footprint that we have or core pillar is evangelism. Um, this is Timothy. He does not, he's not on staff with us. He's actually on staff with Good News. But he is using one of our buildings on the MCDC, the Mandalay uh, Community De um, uh, Development Center. Um, we are providing him the space. He is teaching these young people on special technique and ways to actually evangelize to Buddhists. There's um, uh, the percent uh, population of Myanmar is 89% Buddhist, then uh, Muslim, and then Christian. Next slide. <clears throat> this is Bazan Bazan. Um, he um, is on staff. He is one of our directors. He is an evangelist, but he also um, schooled uh, young uh, uh, boys. Um, educationally as well as he evangelized to them. Uh, he did house them. He and his wife housed them in their home uh, because they came from very uh, poor backgrounds. 
He lives in a uh, what we call a black zone. When we visited Myanmar, we were not allowed to go into the black zone. Uh, I will tell you, because of the military uprising, uh, there was a military coup. I don't know if anybody's heard about this, but the military has now seized full control over the country. Bazan has now disappeared. So um, we do not know where he is at. He has not resurfaced yet. We do not know what's happened to him. He, he might be dead, as far as we know. Uh, we are hoping and praying that he resurfaces and contacts our in-country executive director, Josiah. Next slide. So MCDC, the um, uh, um, Myanmar uh, Community Development Center, this is property that we purchased back in uh, the 2010-2012 timeframe. We built buildings on this property. This is part of our effort uh, uh, to uh, grow crops uh, to uh, feed our kids, right? So I will tell you that because of the Bryantsville Hunger Relief uh, Services, we were provided a grant. Um, I believe we have representatives from them here today. Here they are. If you want to stand, we appreciate it. Nope. Don't want to stand? All right. Don't stand. <laughs> but we really appreciate them because they allowed us to um, move forward with phase one. Phase two will be, um, we're, we're accelerating our, our phases here. Um, phase two will be to um, uh, get livestock um, into uh, the area. Uh, and that would also, uh, uh, we would um, hire a farmer, if you will, um, to help us um, with that program. Next slide. So this is the kids from Hope. They're actually uh, picking through their harvest. Next slide. And then anything that is um, a, a more, more abundant, like that they would not use up, they're actually taking up to the market uh, in Moby and selling um, to receive money back so they can buy seeds or other things, um, uh, which is all part of their sustainability there at Hope. Next slide. So on MCDC, that property, we uh, started a nursing program. Again, I want you to know that everything that we do, our focus is for the children, right? But this, we, we, we had a long discussion about this, and there is very little medical care outside of the capital city. You saw how big the country is, right? So this is one way that we felt like that we can get at least first responders or a frontline medical person in some of these remote villages. Uh, sometimes if something happens, uh, a broken leg or, or, you know, whatever, it might take them three to five days to get to a clinic or a hospital. So at least uh, we are training um, uh, frontline uh, people to go back to their village to be that uh, triage person and first aid. Uh, this is Josiah. He's our executive director in country. And then this is Lucy. She's actually a registered nurse, and she was trained by the, uh, the military government. Um, she is very much a Christian, um, and a, a very devout Christian, uh, and her and her husband um, are um, here uh, on MCDC property, and they're providing the service. Next slide. So we do provide uh, disaster relief service. Uh, that is part of uh, what we do. That's how we got started, Cyclone Nargis. Uh, the country was just hit by another cyclone, Cyclone Mocha. Um, it did devastate a lot of the uh, area down in the Delta region. Again, displaced people, uh, kids going without uh, uh, any kind of adult um, relative. Um, so uh, we do provide that service, and it's, it's commonly uh, in conjunction with IDES. Does anybody know what IDES is, International Disaster Emergency Relief Service? Have you heard of that? They're based here in Indiana. We've been on their campus uh, north of Indianapolis several times. 
Uh, we get a lot of grant money from them, uh, not only for disaster relief, but they also provide us with what we call HOTS, H-O-T-S, foods money. Um, that's so we can provide at least one meal that's nutritionally dense, protein-supplied food, one meal a day for our Hope kids. We want to expand on that. We want to provide them with more nutrition. Um, right now, we're, we're getting some money from HOTS, but um, we're always uh, sourcing and trying to reach out uh, to partners to uh, better enable us to, uh, to provide more food, more nutritionally dense food for um, our kids. Next slide. Okay, so I talked a little bit about sustainability projects. Next slide. <clears throat> so again, uh, this is a property adjacent to Hope. We acquired this property. It allowed us to expand a little bit. Uh, we are now growing vegetables, and uh, these kids are planting fruit trees on the property, again, to sustain, to help uh, feed, feed themselves. Next slide. Um, next slide. So Maso is one of our teachers. She's in the Rakhine state of Myanmar. Um, she's very remote. She uh, teaches about 40 kids um, in her home. Um, she, along, along with just providing education, she also is teaching the gospel, a very devout Christian. She asked for money, which IDES was uh, partnered with us. Uh, she wanted to start a goat farm, so uh, we were able to do that. Um, very, very happy for her. Um, they, they use the meat, they use the milk, um, and then they also uh, are able to take some of that uh, to market. Since uh, a recent event with the military, Maso is now missing. So she resurfaced once and contacted Josiah and said that she was fine, um, but we're not certain about the kids and we're not certain about her future. So please pray for that. Next slide. So um, Ashar, Ashar is also just like Maso, but Ashar is in the, so if you put the, don't, don't change slides, but if this is the country, this is China, uh, this is, you, can, you can't get any further than what Ashar is. Ashar, just to come and visit us one time, walked um, seven days through uh, mud. It was kind of like the rainy season just to, to meet us and to ask uh, for help and, and more money. She teaches a lot of children. She was also interested in some sort of uh, cash crop. So she has, start, she has started a, a sago crop uh, where they um, sell um, part of their crop, but they also use uh, part of uh, the produce, it's kind of like rice. It provides calories, but it really doesn't provide a lot of nutrition. But nonetheless, um, it is something that she's growing um, also uh, for money. Next slide. So I think we're wrapping up, Daniel. So <laughs> these are our Hope Kids. They're very grateful. Um, I will tell you that Josiah streams their worship service um, to us uh, through Facebook uh, every Sunday. Um, and the kids uh, actually hold their own uh, worship service. Josiah typically preaches. They are across the street from a Bible college, and they also have students from there that come over and help with Sunday school, um, as well as uh, um, like vacation Bible school and um, uh, preaching. Next slide. So um, please pray. Uh, pray for um, our children. Pray for their safety, their security. Uh, the resources that we are uh, trying to get to them. Uh, money is tricky. I will tell you that uh, when we uh, were sending money, it was directly to Josiah's bank account. Ba uh, Josiah was then responsible for dispersing money throughout the entire country. The military started seizing assets. So we had to come up with some creative means and mechanisms through Thailand to get money over there. I will tell you that we're taking a hit on that. Uh, so 100% of the money uh, does not 
get all the way over because it's going through a third party who's taking a little bit of a cut. But right now, that's the best uh, mechanism that we have. Um, I will also tell you about ourselves, the board. We are not a paid board. We are a volunteer board. Everything that we do receive does go, like I said, except for the big hit or the, the, the small hit. I should say small. It's probably 15%. Um, uh, does make it to Josiah for disbursement. Um, but the board is very active, and, and we are not a paid board. Uh, next slide. Oh, and please pray that um, the military's hearts and minds are softened. Um, I struggle with that. I struggle with hatred um, because of what they're doing. Um, they're now so desperate because these people's groups are now banding together to fight against the military. Um, and um, the military is now, um, they feel very vulnerable. So they're now seizing children uh, to be a part of the military, both boys and girls. So please pray for their safety um, and security and, and pray for the military. This is us. This is who we are. Um, there's brochures, there's handouts, there's cards. Um, we're going to stay here um, after uh, Daniel speaks, um, and we would love to entertain questions um, and any uh, additional information that we can provide you. Again, Jay Zaba. <laughs> well, let's stay up here for a second. Let's have uh, all the current board members come on up. Um, while I stall for a few minutes of time to see if we can get this actually working for a second, Let's take about five minutes, and those of you who sat through their Sunday school presentation or hearing this for the first time and you've got some questions, okay, I'm going to put you all on the spot to field questions for about four or five minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, that was great. Awesome. And then we'll pray for you guys and uh, get on with our service. Thank you so much for being here. I'll say just a few more words when we're wrapping up. That their network, we now see them joining together, right? That is so positive. But Amy is correct. Uh, the military is desperate. They're snatching up children. They're putting guns in their hands, and they're training to fight um, their own people. So um, we're. I wish we could do something more. We're trying our best. We're trying to keep them safe and secure. There is a wall that we have built around. Um, Hope Children's uh, Home that provided the kids a sense of safety and security, that won't stop the military. It was something that we did for the kids because they were traumatized. They are traumatized. They hear guns and you know bombs going off in, in the distance. And uh, it's very difficult for Phoebe and Josiah uh, to comfort them. So... Um, they're scared. They're worried. So. All right. Well, let's show our appreciation one more time for them to be here today. Uh, we are so grateful for men and women just like you who have a heart for uh, children and, and families across the world. I mean, on the other side of the globe, um, people that we will never likely meet uh, people that 
we will likely never come into contact with that have lives that are just so incredibly different than ours. And yet each one of them is a precious child of God and is worthy of the efforts of people just like us to pour into their lives and to help them to have the kind of upbringing we would want for our kids. I can't imagine what it would be like if the military showed up at my door demanding that my two boys go into military service because of infighting within the country. So thank you for your work. Hey, would you uh, pray with me over them real quick? Father God, thank you for the blessing of being a part of your church, for a blessing that it is to be a part of your kingdom that, as we're reminded today, is, is global. It is not just a matter of, of here in our backyard, but it is on the other side of the world with these children and with these volunteers and, and, and staff members who are willing to literally risk their lives for the sake of your kingdom. God, I want to pray for each and every child and adult that we saw in these images, um, especially, God, those who have gone missing. We can't even imagine what that must be like and what they are going through, but you know, God. You know their situation better than we do. You know uh, how to keep them safe, how to protect them, and I pray that you would protect them and intervene. We pray for peace in Myanmar, which seems like such a big prayer But, God, we know you can intervene and bring peace. We pray for those who are working towards peace in whatever way they can, whether it's just growing fruits and vegetables or whether it's training up the next uh, generation of nurses or whether it's teaching children how to read. I thank you for these peacemakers, for these workers in your kingdom. And may we uh, support them in any way that we can. Thank you, God. Uh, for Asian children's mission and the impact they're having. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank Thank you.